Welcome to Inspiring Salon Professionals, the podcast that allows every therapist, nail tech and stylist to level up, build their career and reach for their dreams. Each episode we'll be looking at a different area of the industry and along the way I'll be chatting with salon owners, industry leaders and experts who'll be sharing their stories on how they achieved their goals, made their successes, all to inspire you in your business and career. I'm Sue Davies, your host, award-winning salon owner and industry professional. Welcome to Inspiring Salon Professionals. Hi there, and welcome to this week's Inspiring Salon Professionals. And I'm going to be talking about um, something I saw recently in our industry press about the fact that many of the public and consumers don't understand our industry well enough to understand when someone's a professional and when somebody isn't a professional. So uh, this episode is going to be about projecting your professionalism and how you can explain to your clients and show your clients that you are a professional. First, we need to, I think, look at what the definition of a professional is. And there's many different, there's many different definitions but the ones that relate to our industry more so would be these to be engaged in a specified activity as one's main paid occupation rather than as a pastime and the other would be a person competent or skilled in a particular activity these two different definitions kind of make you understand a little bit where there's greyness because Yes, we should be um, qualified in the skill that we are undertaking, but you'll also find that someone who is competent or skilled in a particular activity doesn't necessarily have to have a qualification. And this is where the greyness comes in and where you have to look at how our qualification system works within the industry and particularly in certain areas of the industry. Now's very much so is a easy access into the industry with less chance of anyone in that sector being formally qualified. I'm formally qualified level two, level three in nows, but I am amongst the minority and so are everybody else that is a level two, level three qualified now technician or now services practitioner, whatever you want to call us. Um, there aren't that many of us in comparison to say in hair where the standard route into the industry is via Um, the NVQ system and in beauty you're more likely to have an NVQ than not and so this leaves the public really not knowing what they should expect and what they need to look for and to be honest generally the public don't seem to be that concerned and one of the things that comes out in Salon Rated's um, survey is that 75% of the thousand um, female consumers that were questioned didn't know whether there was regulation in our industry. They didn't know whether or not we had to have a qualification or not to practice what we do on a professional level working on consumers. And that's really quite worrying. And for somebody like me who's kind of worked for many, many years of my career trying to get that message across to not only my clients but my students so they can educate their clients better and to try and put things out into the wider world so that the consumer begins to understand they do need to check these things it's a really really worrying figure that still only 25 percent of female consumers potentially understand that we may not be qualified they also found that um 60 of the consumers they spoke to 
did not do any kind of background check. And that is also worrying because that just kind of backs up this 75% figure that women are not going out and checking. And I'm sure that guys that use our salons and our businesses as well most likely don't do that much checking because there's just, I don't know, I'm sure that 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 probably would go across to anybody of any gender that is using our businesses. I think probably the trans community are probably going to be more likely to start checking to see um, because they're looking for a lot of other things as well and they want to make sure that it's a safe space for them and that they're going to be welcomed. And so maybe in those circumstances when somebody is perhaps a little bit more vulnerable, they may be the ones that are doing the checking more so. But we need to get the message across to potential customers, to our existing clientele, that we are a professional. And in my book, that means that you are formally qualified to carry out the services that you're doing and that you have a level of foundation education that is suitable and would be accepted by industry insurance underwriters because they, they're the people at the end of the day that if anything goes wrong, they're going to be the people that decide whether or not the courses that you have taken are suitable and fit for purpose. Now, in series one of the podcast, I did go over qualifications and what they all are. So I would refer you back to that um, and to the conversation I had with Donna Clayton, because that hasn't really changed in any way since we put that out. So if you're not sure what qualifications are, whether you have the right type of qualification or not, then go back and listen to, um, I think it's probably episode one, and just see how your certificates that you have in your portfolio, how they match up to national qualifications and whether or not there's something you can do about that. But really what I wanted to just cover very briefly today is just how you can make the clientele potential and existing aware that you do have the right credentials so to speak. And one of the things that come up in this salon rated survey is that 87% of the respondents are looking on Instagram as their go-to. That in itself is worrying. Personally, I'd prefer people looking on Google and looking at people's websites and what they put on their website because Instagram's a very, um, a snap really, just like a little snap of what's going on in that person's world. And unless someone's using Instagram fully and using all of its like little featured sections and stuff like that where you could put all of that information in there, then you're not really getting anything other than the imagery that's put out and the stories and so on and you're not necessarily you're going to get a feel for what kind of thing they produce but not much more but you're not necessarily going to get a feel for whether or not they are a true professional and whether or not you are putting your money um, into a business that is going to be reputable and insurable if there's any problems and you need to be able to get that across to those clients that yes I am insured, yes I am qualified, here's my certificates and this is who I am and this is what my business is about. It is vital that we start increasing the public's awareness of what it actually takes to be a salon professional. One of the ways that we can do that is by showing our certificates and showing that we're insured and just letting people know what it is for us to have the qualifications behind us that makes us be that professional. So for me, I've got a 
big portfolio. I think the last time we counted, there's only like 90 certificates in there. Quite a few of those are my um, professional qualifications and my foundation qualifications, all my NVQ level twos and threes that go across a variety of different skills. And then there's all of the CPD and a few other different things in there as well. The evidence that I have those foundation qualifications and I have continued to develop my skills over the 20 years that I've been in industry and that I've never really sat back on my laurels and just sat on that one qualification because that's a really important part of what we do as professionals and why CPD, continued professional development, is there just so that we make sure that we update our skills and that we continue to be current in what we do. One of the things that we also need to talk about is the fact that our industry has a massive element of people that have started working within it with only short course certificates or one day certificates or two day certificates that aren't necessarily in line with the national occupational standards or maybe do not give enough foundation information and input into the qualifications so that you come out being the best level of professional that you should expect to be having completed an entry level qualification. This is something that is going to be being looked at very closely in the next year or two um, because the JCCP and the government are currently working on the aesthetics end of the industry to bring in regulation and make sure that there are set standards to qualification um, for entry into those areas of the industry. And as that starts, there will start being a a cascade effect that comes through the rest of the industry is what is expected and so if you are someone that doesn't have like formal NVQs and that kind of qualification you don't have something from VTCT, ITEC or um, City and Guilds um, as the three main awarding bodies if you don't have one of those qualifications the chances are that in the not too distant future you may need to address that situation and in the coming weeks I'm going to have um, Louise Searles who operates a program called Route to Regulated where you can get the qualifications um, approved via one of the large awarding bodies on experience and skills and those certificates that you have that maybe don't comply with um, City and Guilds say um, education currently but you can evidence that through your experience and the amount of hours served um, and through uh, practical assessments and theory-based um, portfolios and so on that you can actually do the job and so it doesn't mean that you've necessarily got to go to college and do a year's qualification it is an, an alternative way of getting those formal qualifications in a slightly easier and less expensive way so I'm going to have Louise on to talk about that later in this season. That is a whole different episode and um, and I'm not going to get right into details on that on this occasion but just be aware that if you do have um, any what you would deem to be qualifications that are not from one of the awarding bodies such as VTCT etc then you're potentially going to have to address how you continue working on a professional level within the industry. And I'm not trying to scaremonger. It is something that is probably going to happen and we need to be prepared for it. Preparedness is always, always better than being taken by shock and by surprise. And I really hope that just through the people that are listening to this podcast, we can start sharing some of that information and getting people to realise that 
they have potentially taken a qualification that wasn't necessarily that fit for purpose. So back to what this episode is really about, which is how you can explain to your clients what qualifications you have and why you are a professional. And so firstly, one of the first things that I do, because this helps with your um, SEO for Google as well, is that on your website, and hopefully if you're a professional business, you will have a website. I know not everybody likes to have a website and some people just don't do that because they feel social media is enough. But I cannot recommend highly enough having a, um, a presence on the search engines. And that's what a website gives you. Search engines generally, and let's go, you know, the, the main one that probably nearly all of us use is Google. And um, you've also got Safari and Firefox. There's, there's loads and loads of them out there. But your browser um, that you use will use um, SEO, which is search engine optimization. And blogs on your website can really, really help with this. And so if you have got a blog on your website, then do a little blog all about why you're a professional, about what qualifications you hold and your team hold if you've got a team and about um, how your insurance works. And I know some insurers are really funny about the fact that people say that they've got insurance because they believe that that's going to increase claims. And I've, I've never understood it. People aren't going to claim from you if they have no justifiable reason to claim. And if they have justifiable reason to claim, you shouldn't be hiding the fact that you're insured. It kind of is, for me, that's a bit of a weird situation to enter into. And for me, I've always displayed my insurance certificate and I've always felt that that is something that should give my clients hell peace of mind to see that I am insured and to be insured that means that I have qualification and I am a trade professional who takes my role seriously. So if you don't have your insurance certificate displayed within your premises, ask yourself why not? And if you're with an insurer that's telling you not to tell people you're insured, I'd be questioning why you um, are with that insurer. You wouldn't drive your car and pretend you weren't insured because that's not a good thing to be. Um, and and I've never, I've personally, I've never understood it. I'm sure that some insurers have a great many reasons as to why you shouldn't, and they want to decrease claims. But they would throw any claim out that had no grounds anyway. So I don't. It just does. It just doesn't add up to me. But do a blog. Talk about your qualifications. What made you become qualified? What made you take the route that you took? Why did you decide to go into beauty and not hair? Why did you decide to then take that beauty qualification down the aesthetic route or, you know, whichever way that you work? What is it about those qualifications and that route that that took you and made you want to excel and be the best professional that you can? Those kind of blogs are telling your story. They are in their own sense, really a, a massive piece of marketing for your business. And if you get all your keywords, your keywords right in your blog, it will it will start churning the SEO within Google or Safari or whatever um, platforms that it's on. They all troll constantly for algorithms and keywords. And if you're using the right keywords within it, then that's going to only help your business. Do think sometimes that people miss the opportunities that having a website gives you and 
that it also gives you access into um, Google My Business, which is an amazing platform where you can talk about your business and you can show your wares and you can put photographs and posts. And that is open to everybody that doesn't do social media. And although those of us that are on social media think the whole world operates on social media, it really doesn't. It's probably far less people than you would expect. And so by using websites and Google or other um, platforms, browsers and so on, by using those, you actually are opening your doors to way more people. And being in the top five Google ranking is something that you should strive for and is something that you should be very proud of if you can do. I always manage to um, keep on top of my Google My Business when I have my salon and it's something that as I open the doors to my new home salon, I will be doing as well and making sure that I'm one of the go-to places for searching locally. And I will be telling everybody about my qualifications and insurance when I start marketing that little home business that I'm going to have. So that's one place that you can do. So you can make sure that you write a blog. That blog can be um, reused as a social media post. It can be used in many, many different ways. You can break it down. You could maybe do a Facebook Live talking about it and use that written piece of work to start elevating who you are and what you are about. So if you've got Instagram and you've got those little um, circular images that go underneath your bio, those featured areas, you know, you can have a whole featured area just on your qualifications and, you know, all of that bit that makes you that professional. Call it whatever you want to call it. Um, You know, me as a professional, my certificates, my qualifications, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, if you've got screenshots, which we quite often have to have for many different things, if you've got screenshots of your certificates, just pop them in there. Why not? You know, there's no harm in telling people what you are qualified in. And it is all evidence that makes your potential clients be more assured in the fact that if they come to you, that they're going to get a professional service from somebody who is well qualified and understands what their requirements are and that can solve their problems. There is, of course, the whole wider world of social media. So across Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and um, TikTok and Pinterest, you know, there's there's nowhere that really is safe. And I know everyone has their favoured platforms and you should generally stick to one or two of your favoured platforms on LinkedIn. It's quite easy because you it's one of the things you do want to shout about on LinkedIn is what your what you evidence as your professionalism on LinkedIn is part of your profile and is a really important thing on there. It's not necessarily the go to place to find your clients, although I'm sure that there are um, there are some reasons why you would find clients on LinkedIn, although usually it's much more about networking with your peers. But, you know, but do make sure that your profile on LinkedIn is up to date and has your qualifications listed. Make sure on Facebook your profile is up to date and has your qualifications listed if you use your personal profile in any way, shape or form for your professional career. Make sure that all of those qualifications are there. And you don't necessarily have to put all your CPD ones on there, but if you do have your formal like national qualifications, make sure they are listed. You know, these are all things that I know if I'm checking somebody out, it's one of the things that I go to and go and check their profile and their about them section. Um, it's less easy to do that on Instagram. But say so you can do that through the sort of featured area. You can make sure that you document it through images on Instagram. 
Going back to um, websites, you can or you could also have on your About Me page, you could have like a sub page with your qualifications um, on there just to evidence that you do have them and also to make a note on there that you are insured um, to carry out tri- the, all of the treatments that you're qualified in. And then, well, if you have a, especially if you have a page that's linked to your qualifications, then there's an amazing, um, I, I don't know if you, I think, I don't know if you call it an app. I suppose it is an app. I I don't I use it as a website, but I'm sure they probably have an app as well. Is the um, the wonderful thing called Linktree, and this is a really really good way of giving people all of your connections um, that are available very very speedily. And so if you go to Linktree, you can add links to um, your Facebook, to Instagram, and so on. But you can also add links to your website pages as well. So you could have a link to your treatments. You could have a link to your look how professional I am page. You could have links to your blog and all that kind of stuff. So Linktree is amazing. And you can, you know, you could just have your Linktree. Um, I have mine on my Facebook. I think it's also on my, I think it's also on my Instagram. Um, I've tried to utilize it where I can. And it's a really fantastic little tool where you, and you can update it whenever you want to. And add different pages, different platforms, anything is possible with Linktree. And it's just the the simplest one line to give to someone rather than having it, um, yeah, this is my Facebook, this is my Instagram, this is my LinkedIn, da, 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 da. Because it's so hard to know what everybody's preferred platforms are that they use. And it's so it's, it is literally a digital business card and it can make your life so much easier. So I think that probably covers how you can tell everyone digitally what you have. Make sure that in your premises, you've got hard copies available so that people, if they want to see them, let's face it, most people don't really want to go through sitting, looking at your qualifications. It's not their primary focus on coming to see you, but knowing that they're available and maybe just having your highest level of qualification on a on the wall in a frame that is enough you know because if you've got you know say foundation level two level three beauty you would only need to put level three beauty up or the same if you've got level foundation level two level three hair or nails whatever one it is that you have put your highest level of qualification up so for me i'd put my level three qualifications up um, across the different things that I have but that still would be like three different subjects and then I've also got my my educator um, and assessor qualifications which are really important to me and also show that I've continued to develop as a professional to the point that then I'm then able to educate and to assess others within the industry so those are really really important to me and I probably depending on what scenario I end up with in my home salon and whether I end up educating or not educating then those would go up or not but you get the idea and I'm really not trying to teach anyone to suck eggs here. These are just, you know, simple ideas and just having a conversation to make everybody realise that we do need our clients to know that they are working with a professional. And if this podcast is triggering you into realising that maybe your qualifications aren't what they should be or aren't what they could be, then just reach out, you know, get onto one of the forums and ask for some assistance. There's, you know, Louise has got her route to regulated and there's a, f- a few other providers that will be doing similar things. But always reach out on my group, reach out on Salon Industry Networking Group, on Industry Support Network, which is Louise's. Um, there's lots and lots of different ways that you can reach out and get help and advice if your qualifications aren't 
of a high enough standard that when regulation does come to the industry, you may find you come unstuck and that's not going to be a good place for many to be. So get ahead of the game and start telling your clients when you do a qualification, when you take a new course, when you take a new skill on, whatever it is that you're doing to develop yourself as a professional. If you have a client base there already, get photos of you with your certificate, get photos of you on your course. All of those things help give confidence to your clients and help them understand that our industry isn't made up of people that are less than able and is not made up of people that don't care about what they do and how they provide service. We are a passionate industry who have for years, many of us campaigned and spoken about the need for higher standards and higher level of qualification on entry and all of that kind of stuff. So make sure that you are singing from the right song sheet and that you are evidencing to your clients that you are a true professional and why they should be coming to have services with you. Let's start a little wave across um, the digital airwaves of our industry showing everybody just how amazing we are and how qualified we are. Let the clients know, let the public know that we are qualified, that we are insured, that we are professional and make sure that you have trade body membership of some description so that you it, it all of those things just go to prove to clients you know having a window sticker from babtac or from the nhbf make sure that you tell people about it make sure that you wear your badges make sure that you have a sign on the wall that your membership certificate is on the wall all of those little things will help to build client confidence in you and your business so that's that for me this week and and watch out for the next episode because it's going to be a great one because I've got an interview that we had to um, postpone due to uh, my my guest not being very well the other day. And that's going to be coming out um, next week. So I'm really, really looking forward to doing that interview. I've got a couple of other great interviews lined up and the subjects that we're going to be covering are going to help you in some of the more turbulent times that we're going to be coming across and also just trying to help guide you and your business into a better place. That's what the podcast is about, is about trying to inspire you to listen to the experts that I have on, listen to me um, and my experiences and hopefully develop you as a professional so that you get the most from this wonderful industry and that you can give back to your clients in the best way possible. As always, don't forget to subscribe, share, and if you are enjoying and you are on a platform where you can leave reviews, please do leave a review. I think you can do that on Apple and you can also do that on the Facebook Inspiring Selling Professionals group. You should be able to leave a review there or on my page, Sue Davies Inspiring Selling Professionals on Facebook. And it's great to hear from people. So if you do have any questions, any feedback, please do send me a DM or you can email me at welcome at suedavies.org. Thanks for listening and bye for now. Thank you for listening to Inspiring Salon Professionals. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe, leave a review and share with fellow industry professionals that you think may enjoy the show. 
Links and further information can be found on the show notes or on my website, www.suedavies.org. Here you can also find some downloadable free guides that you may find of use. You can also hear from me and join the inspiring Salon Professionals community on my Facebook group. Thanks again and see you next time. Bye for now.